Welcome to the Forward Church Podcast. We're so glad you joined us today. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to stay up to date with our latest episodes. Now let's get ready to dive into today's message. We know you'll be blessed. When he speaks something and when he tells us something, we can trust that it will happen. And if he says that we can do it, we can do it. If he says he's going to see us through it, he's going to see us through it. If he made you a promise, can I tell you, even if it hasn't come to pass yet, go ahead and praise him. Praise him on credit because I know that his promises are yes and amen. And we've got to give God a hand clap of praise tonight in the house. Amen. You can be seated just for a few minutes. We're going to do some announcements uh, and then we'll pray and go into the, to the lesson tonight. I'm so excited because we're diving into, you know, this overcoming when we feel overwhelmed and and we've gotten a lot of great feedback from this study and man, it's just overwhelming, no pun intended, the feedback that we've gotten um, from this study. But I want to let everybody know just just really quick, man, I see, you know, there are even some new faces for midweek. And so just a couple of quick things. Um, this Sunday, this Sunday, if you're new to Forward Church or, or fairly new to Forward Church, something that we have going on this Sunday, uh, Pastor's Lunch is going to be taking place immediately following the 11 o'clock service. This is something I do um, every third Sunday of the month. Uh, our hospitality team, our staff helps us out with this. And it's just simply a time for me to connect with you and you to connect with me. So if you're new to Forward, you can go on the Church Center app. If you don't know what that is, see somebody that looks like they know what they're doing and ask them what the Church Center knows. I'm just playing. You can uh, come see me after church or uh, see either one of our staff members, someone in the Commons area, uh, and we'll help you download the Church Center app, get signed up under our church. And uh, under the sign-ups tab, you can register for uh, Pastor's Lunch, and I would love to just have you as our guest. Child care will be provided if you need child care that day, and uh, lunch is on us. Amen? Amen. Also, really quick, I want to let everybody know about the ministry that we have going on here called Celebrate Recovery. How many of y'all have ever heard of Celebrate Recovery before? Just wave your hand at me. Um, Celebrate Recovery is an awesome ministry, and it takes place uh, every Thursday night at 6 o'clock. And uh, these is, this is for, you know, you, you think this is for people coming off of addiction or something like that, but it's so much more than that. Hurts, habits, hang-ups, all, the, all of that, um, you know, we, we want to help minister to you and we want to help you, uh, we want to celebrate uh, your freedom in Christ, amen? And we, we want to help walk with you in that uh, walk with Christ or help lead you in that walk with Christ. That's one of the eight atmospheres that we have here is a guiding atmosphere. We want to help guide people. So uh, celebrate recovery uh, Thursday night, 6 o'clock. Everybody's welcome. No age limit, young, old, in between. It doesn't matter. Come and connect at Celebrate Recovery, and uh, we'll be glad to have you there. Um, Really quick, we're just going to dive into uh, this study tonight, and we're just going to spend some time in God's Word. How many of y'all are ready to receive God's Word tonight? Amen. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, and let's just ask God's blessing over this Word tonight. God, I come before you, and I love you, and I praise you, God, for who you are. I thank you, God, for this opportunity that we get to gather together in your house tonight. And I just pray, God, that as we gather together, Lord, and as we dive into your Word, I pray you would come and consume, God, as we worship and express in song, God. Come and consume us, God. 
all that we are. We give you our hearts, Lord, tonight. We give you our minds tonight, Lord. God, let us receive from your word. Help us to apply it to our lives, God, that we would not leave here the same way we walked in. And I give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Can we just give him one more hand clap of praise in the house? Amen. So how many of y'all were here last week when we started this awesome a lot of returns tonight. That's, that's great. So just to set this up tonight, we're going to be diving into chapter one of a book. Yeah, the book's on the screen. It's, it's a book written by Jensen Franklin. Um, one of my mentors, he doesn't know he's my mentor, but he is my mentor. Uh, I've only got to meet him one time in my entire life, and it was a highlight of my life. Amen. Um, you, were, you, you were like a total fanboy in that situation. I was, I was a little starstruck when I was, I mean, it's, I don't know. You know, everybody in the world has these, these uh, Hollywood movie stars, you know, that they, right, but, you know, in the, in the ministry world, it's, it's, yeah. it's like these Jensen Franklin, all these, you know, names like that. But anyway, uh, this book is called Overcoming. When you feel overwhelmed, some of y'all has already ordered this book. It's not required. You don't have to. Um, some of you even, and I told myself I wasn't going to say this, and you told me not to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's too funny not to say it. Uh, I think, and I'm not going to call anybody out. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. Some people asked me on the, on the live that me and Cassie did last Wednesday by ourselves, talking about what we're going to be, the study, and revealing it. They said, do we, do we need to purchase the, um, the, the study guide? And I was like, that's a good question. And I, <laughs> because I didn't know there was a study guide, <laughs> we just purchased the book. And so we're, we're just reading the book. We're going through it. We're taking notes. Uh, thank you for letting me know that there's a study guide to this book. And so we, we're, uh, we've got it ordered. It's actually still in the Amazon package at the house. So uh, we're going to be diving into the study guide hopefully pretty soon. But uh, we're going to be in chapter 1, part 1, chapter 1 tonight, destined to overcome. How many of y'all know you're destined to overcome? Specifically, we're going to be talking about tonight, when you are walking, God is working. When you're walking, God is working. That's good news. And so many, so much of what we'll say, wave your hand if you have the book, if you've ordered the book. So some of you have. So so much of what we're going to say, you're going to be like, that was in the book. Absolutely, it's in the book. We are literally teaching the book. So if Jensen Franklin ever watches us, shout out. We're using, shout out. We are, you know, I hope this isn't a copyright infringement. Maybe uh, Maybe you'll get some book sales off of this. This is yes. absolutely coming straight from the book. So um, we're going to dive right in tonight. And chapter one opens up. And it, and it, we're talking about when you're walking, God is working. When you're walking out your life every day, God is working in your life. Even when you can't see it, even when you don't feel it, God is at work in your life. In the mundane, in the everyday, he's right there. And I want you to think about some people in the Bible. I want you to think about these three people. The basket maker, the slingshot maker, and the innkeeper right? And we really don't think a lot about those people, but we think a lot about Moses who was saved in a basket that was made by a basket maker. We think about David who fought Goliath and won the battle with a slingshot. And somebody woke up one morning and they went to work and they thought, this really isn't, I'm, I'm not really a priest. I'm not really working in the temple. I'm just going. I'm just going about my everyday life, doing my everyday job as a slingshot maker, as a basket maker, as a basket maker. What about as an innkeeper? Just an average small town guy who owned a little hotel on a corner in the middle of nowhere where nobody really traveled that much anyways. 
And then one day, his life and what he done would come into alignment with the Son of God. And not, Jesus. Not even having any rooms. Yes, no rooms. I've got this stable in the, in the end, back. but there's a stable. Right. That guy, that guy, right, lived out obedience to God, lived out prophecy. And the book makes this point, and I think it's so great. One act of obedience can spark the outburst of an ordained journey in your life. One act of obedience can spark the outburst of an ordained journey in your life, okay? You are on a prophetic journey. You. I'm not talking about your neighbor. I'm not just talking about pastor and me. All of you are on a prophetic journey. Do you know that you are a part of biblical prophecy at this moment and this time that you're living in? They're like, hmm? Some of them don't you know, what, is that, what does that make you feel like when I say that? That you're a part of prophetic Biblical prophecy. Does that make you afraid? Like, eh, that kind of sounds weird. Uh, you know, or does that make you excited? But you think about this. You're going through this study for a reason. You're going through this study for a reason. You may be dealing with some overwhelming things in your life right now, but your story can change tonight because God is working it out while you are walking it out. Yeah. While that basket maker was making that basket, while that slingshot maker was making that slingshot, while that innkeeper was just going in and doing his job, God was working it out as they were walking it out. And it's the same with you. It is the exact same with you. God is working it out while you are walking it out. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Right. Consider this story in the Old Testament. We're going to talk about a man by the name of Saul. How many of y'all have ever heard the story of Saul? Okay, we always think of Saul as the first king of Israel, but I want you to think of Saul as a, a child, a boy, growing up. And this story is found in the book of 1 Samuel. And so let's think about Saul before he became the first king of Israel, but he was just a teenage boy living at home, just doing his best to obey his parents, because that's what every teenage boy wants to do, right? Obey their parents. Obey their parents. So we All the parents up, of teenage boys are like, <laughs> So we pick up 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 3, and let's, let's look at this. So Saul's father is going to give him a task here. He's going to give him a chore here. It says, now the donkeys of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. And Kish said to his son Saul, please take one of the servants with you and arise, go and look for the donkeys. Okay. Does that sound like an important task to you? Does that sound like a prophetic journey to you? We're going to go look for some lost donkeys. Boy, that's important. You ever, you ever been given a task in the kingdom and you're like, really? Like, you just want me to open this door, Pastor? That's what you want me to do? You just want me to point to this parking spot. You ever been given a task in the kingdom and you're like, really? This is what you want me to do, God? Listen, Saul had no idea the mission his dad sent him on would put him on the brink of a prophetic journey for a whole nation that would birth the Messiah. This task, see, Saul just thought he was doing what he had to do. Saul just thought he was just obeying his father and doing a mundane chore looking for some missing donkeys. But after three days of searching, here's what happened. Three days of searching, Saul gets frustrated. Saul wants to give up. Saul wants to throw in the towel. But Saul's servant said, I know of a seer 
I know of a prophet over in this town, and I want to go and see if he can tell us something about these donkeys. Because it's, guess what? It's all about the donkeys. It's all about the donkeys. That's what they think. It's all about the donkeys. But God has other plans. Saul was moving in one direction, but God was moving in another direction because God was actually preparing the prophet about what was fixing to take place. See, God went before Saul and told the seer, told the prophet that Saul was coming. Saul was going, God was going before Saul in this situation right here. Right, because like the chapter says, while he was walking, God was working. And we find this story, 1 Samuel 9, 15 through 16. We're going to be all through um, 1 Samuel tonight from 9 all the way through 12, I think. But um, 9, 15 through 16 says this. Now the Lord had told Samuel in his ear the day before, this is the prophet that Saul and his servant are going to go find because they want this prophet to tell them where the donkeys are, right? They're like, you're a man of God. Will you help Help us find these, find these animals. Now the Lord told Samuel, the prophet, in his ear the day before Saul came, saying, Tomorrow about this time I will send you a man from the land of Benjamin, and you shall anoint him commander over my people Israel, that he may save my people from the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people because their cry has come to me. God prepared the right place, the right person, and the right time. And while Saul thought that he was going to go be finding Samuel for one thing, God was preparing Samuel to tell him something completely different. But God is the one who will prepare the right place, the right person, at the right time. What happened to the basket maker, what happened to the slingshot maker, and what happened to the innkeeper happened to Saul right here. And it's happening to you right now. Don't miss it. Don't miss what God's doing in your life right now. In the job you're in, in the family you're in, in the marriage you're in, with the children you have, God is using you right now. Because none of those people thought in that moment, I'm doing something incredible for the kingdom of God. They all thought they were just living their normal, everyday life. Looking but, for donkeys. Yes, just doing the everyday, mundane. But listen to this. God told Samuel that Saul was coming. And I think the biggest thing we have to do when we're in a season of overwhelm is make sure that we are hearing what God is saying. We need to make sure we're hearing from God. Because while Saul was on the way to Samuel, Samuel was on his way to Saul. I love that so much. And Saul had no idea. Saul had no idea that God was preparing the prophet before him. You have no idea who God is going before you and preparing to open doors for you, to bless you, to speak into your life, to speak into the life of your children. And we find that in 1 Samuel 9, 17 through 18. It says, so when, I love this so much. So when Samuel saw Saul, the Lord said to him, there he is, the man whom I spoke to you. This one shall reign over my people. So God's telling the prophet, you see that guy walking your way and you're walking his way? That's the guy. This one shall reign over my people. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate. And I love this so much. And so then Saul starts walking toward him. And Saul says, will you tell me where the seer's house is? Will you tell me where the prophet's house is? He's talking to the prophet. And he's saying, Will you tell me where the prophet's house is? I love that so much. The book quotes it like this. It says, And suddenly in this moment, the paths of two men who were complete strangers to one another on completely separate journeys with separate agendas were hurtled into one another with power enough to unlock the prophecy of a future king and kingdom. 
And that is how our life unfolds. We think we're on one path, one journey, doing mundane things that do not matter. And all the while, while we are walking, God is working. Do not let the enemy lie to you in your season of overwhelm and tell you that God is not moving and working in your situation, in your job, with your children, in your marriage. The devil is a liar. Because while you are walking, God is working. That is what the scriptures promise us over and over and over. You may not see it, you may not believe it, but you yourself are on a prophetic journey. And sometimes it takes losing something to discover what God's plan was all along. And that's where Saul finds himself here. See, what the enemy is trying to use to destroy you, God can use to lead you where you are supposed to be. The very thing that you think is missing in your life is the very thing that God can use to lead you and guide you to where he wants you to be. See, in Saul's case, God used a loss to shift him into a direction to hearing the purpose and plan he had for him. He used the loss of of these livestock to, to bring him something that was missing to shift him and to bring him into a direction to be able to hear the prophetic word in his life. And we're all after a prophetic word these days. We're all after, God, give me a word. Preacher, give me a word. But we sometimes miss in the everyday, just living out, walking through life, the the things that God wants to speak in us and, 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 and do through us. See, something was missing in Saul's life. But I want to ask you, maybe, are, or maybe you're in a season tonight where something seems like, man, something's missing. Have you ever said to yourself, something's missing, I can't put my finger, something's missing. Maybe that's God just trying to get your attention. Maybe that's God getting your, trying to get your attention to tell you something, to give you some type of prophetic word. Maybe, maybe something's missing in your marriage. Maybe a lost loved one. Maybe a job or a dream. Maybe something that, that you've always dreamed. Maybe, maybe your life doesn't seem like, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not where, I'm, where I thought I would be at this point in my life. But sometimes what is missing in our life is the very reason we find God's plan for our lives. Which was the case in Saul right here in 1 Samuel. Saul went out looking for donkeys and he came back home with the kingdom. He went out looking for donkeys and he came back home with the kingdom. He came back home anointed as king over Israel. And see, you may think you're chasing donkeys, but you are about to come home with the kingdom. The scripture unfolds and Samuel asked the servant to return back to Saul's town and tell Saul to stay. And there, in that moment, is when Samuel reveals to Saul that he's going to be king over the nation. And I love it so much because Saul was ready for that word. You know, where are these livestock? I'm looking for them. And Samuel's like, oh yeah, about that. They're fine. They're already taken care of. Your servant can go back home, but I've got something else to tell you. So Saul's mind's in one state, and Samuel's like, we're fixing to go in a totally different route. So Samuel told Saul in short, it's time to quit looking after that thing. Because that's not what God's doing in this season anymore. They're already found. They're found. taken care of. Right. That's taken care of. That's just a distraction. God has something bigger for you. And sometimes we can miss what God has for us because we are chasing what used to be 
And sometimes we can miss what God is doing for us now because we are chasing distractions and things that are truly unimportant to the eternal purpose that God has for us. Maybe they're not things that are unimportant altogether, but when it comes to the eternal purpose that God has for your life, are the things that your life, your time, your energy, your resources are chasing after, are they the things that God wants you to be chasing after for eternal purposes, or are they just distractions? Or are they things from your past? Because the enemy wants you to feel anxious and distracted and confused. And that's where Saul found himself on that three-day journey. He was over it. He was like, I'm looking for these, uh, I'm looking for these donkeys. They're, they're missing. I'm frustrated. I want to stop all this. And that's the way the enemy wants us to feel anxious, distracted, and confused. But God has placed you in this season for such a time as this. Amen. God has not brought you in a season where you feel overwhelmed because he wants to overtake you. But God will use seasons like this to set up divine appointments in your life. And I want to speak that over somebody tonight. God had a divine appointment for Samuel with Saul. And God has got some Samuels in your life that he is fixing to give you divine appointments with to speak promises over you and speak God's call over you. And if you're so busy chasing after the voices that have come from your past, you may not hear the divine appointments that God is placing in your future. God is going to set up some divine appointments for you. He's going to open some new doors for you. But if you're so busy trying to kick open old doors you may not walk through the new door God is opening for you so uh, so pay attention when God makes a connection when God opens a door when God begins to arrange things in your life God is about to take some of you into your most productive season ever if you will stop chasing the things that don't matter and stop hiding in your insecurity, in your excuses, in the past. If you will stop doing that and you will look to what God is saying in your life, you are going to step out of this season of overwhelm into a very productive season because you've allowed God to take you through something that was supposed to destroy you and you've allowed God to take you through it and make you strong. And if God can do it for the basket maker, the slingshot maker, the innkeeper, and Saul, he can do it for you. He can do it for you. You say, well, that's Saul. That's Saul, of course. That was Saul. He was standing head and shoulders. No, we're we're talking about a teenage boy at at this point right here with insecurities, with all his insecurities and what he thought was a lot of shortcomings. See, The day came for Saul to become king and everyone was celebrating, everyone was dancing in the street, everyone was shouting, songs were being sung, this celebration, this party was taking place, but there was just one problem. You know what that one problem was? Saul was nowhere to be found. It's time for this man to be king and step into what God has called him and created him to do and he's nowhere to be found. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse 22 is where you find this. Therefore they inquired of the Lord, Father, where's this guy at? Where's he at? Has the man got here yet? This celebration is about him. Where's he? Where is he? And the Lord answered, there he is, hidden among the equipment. He was hiding. He was hiding. Why? See this term equipment here, uh, it means baggage. It means baggage. It means luggage. Baggage. Saul was so insecure that he couldn't do what God had asked him to do or was, was calling him to do that he went and hid in a pile of baggage. He was hiding. 
He has been called, he's been anointed, he's been prophesied over. He was on a prophetic journey. All he had to do was obey, trust, step into it. And he was hiding. Why? Because he was full of insecurities, just like you and I are. Because the only, listen, one of the things that, one of the biggest things that holds us back from accomplishing God's will and God's purpose in our life, it's not the enemy, it's you. It's me. It's our own insecurities. It's our own mentality. I can't. I'm not this. I'm not that. Like Saul, we will miss what God has for us if we, if we aren't willing to let go of the baggage of our past. If we're, I can't do that because nobody, you don't pastor, you don't know where, you don't know who I used to be. You don't know where I came from. You don't know the past that I have. Guess what? You don't know the past that I have. And I intentionally don't share it because you probably wouldn't look at me the same way. Amen? But God can take all of that. See, this is one, this is one way the enemy will try to keep you from receiving the blessings of God is to keep you consumed and wrapped up in all of your little insecurities and all of my insecurities. Don't allow, listen to this, don't allow baggage from the past to keep you from your future calling. Don't allow your past to keep you from the future that God has for you. It's not about your strength. It's not about your strength. It's not about my strength. It's not about your ability. It's not about my ability, but it's about trusting God. In my weakness, he is made strong. That's what it's all about. And it's so easy when God calls us to do something to make those excuses and say, well, God, you know, we, we're reminded of our past or all these things. And this is, a, this is a hard reality, but here it goes. God doesn't accept excuses when we're on a prophetic journey. He don't, he, if he was as concerned about your flaws and your past, he wouldn't have called you in the first place. And I seen this thing on Facebook one time, and it gave me so much peace. And it said, I'm so glad that God factored in my stupidity when he called me. Yeah. And I was like, I can, I can resonate. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, I can't tell you how many times we went home and looked at each other and was like, did we really say that? Did we really do that? Or is God sure that he called the right people? Like, we've all been there, okay? But God doesn't accept our excuses when he puts us on a That's prophetic my journey. That's afternoon routine, in case yes. you didn't know. I go home yes. and say, did I really say that? And I'm like, yes, really you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Sorry, but yes. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? You are the one. This is the place, and now is the time. Stop hiding behind a multitude of excuses as to why you can't do what God has called you to do. When Samuel first prophesied over Saul, Saul tried to make excuses. So before coronation day, on the day where Samuel sent the servant back to take care of the donkeys and he, he prophesied over Saul that he was going to be king, this is what Saul said in 1 Samuel 9 and 21. It says, Saul answered and said, Am I not a Benjamite of the smallest of the tribes of Israel? And my family is the least of the families of the tribe of Benjamin. Why then do you speak to me like this? Okay, let me say the, the Cassie translation of what he was saying. Saul was saying, Samuel, I am from the smallest, most uneducated, most dysfunctional, poorest family in town. Are you kidding me? Are you sure you've got the right guy? Because I don't have the, a lineage of a king. I don't, have the, I don't have that kind of background. But let me tell you right now, when God calls you, the excuses that you think disqualify you from the call, God can use 
to do his work in your life and in the lives of others. The things that you think disqualify you and those excuses, God wants to use those. God can take excuses and turn them into opportunities. Because you don't have to come from a lineage of kings and priests to be kings and priests under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And if your mother never attended church and your grandmother never attended church and you don't know how to raise children for the Lord, the Lord himself can teach you how to raise children. The Lord himself can teach you how to have a godly marriage. The Lord himself can teach you how to be a Christian. You don't have to have that. The lineage is great. I'm going to give my children a lineage, and I praise God for that. But I'm here to tell somebody who feels like you're disqualified because you don't have the lineage. Start the lineage. Start the lineage. You be the one. Start the lineage. So tonight, if you take anything away, I want you to take these three things away. Say, I am the one. I am the one. This is the place. This is the place. And now is the time. Now is the time. That is what we're going to talk about. You know, it's so easy to think God is going to do something great at another time and with someone else. God's going to do a great thing at that time. God's going to do a great thing with that person. And it's easy to believe that. It's easy for you and I to believe that about another time or another person. But the Bible says today is the day of salvation. Meaning right now. What is the most important moment in your entire life now? That's the most important moment in your entire life. Uh, Not to quote, yeah, I'm going to quote Nick Saban. (laughs) Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. What you do today makes the difference. And so now is the most important moment in your time, in, in, in your life. Because God says today is the day of salvation. God says, I want to use you. You're at the right place at the right time if you would just open your eyes and see it. I'm orchestrating every detail of your life. I know you don't think it, but I am. Yeah. See, stop thinking God will God, stop thinking God will use you once once I'm married or once you 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 get over this temptation or get over that or once you've moved into this new house or gotten this new job. Start thinking it now. Start thinking it right now. I'm the one. This is the place. Now is the time. In, in, even in my dysfunctions, even in my circumstances, even in my, my lesser than, you know, whatever, wealth or whatever you want to call it, even in my financial situation. Stop saying when I get to this point or to that point. Start saying, God, I want to be used now because I'm the one. Now is the time. This is the place. Ecclesiastes 9.4. This is, this is maybe a weird scripture to some of you. I, right. And, and I, well, I've never really paid it any attention until right now. Because now is the time. Amen. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 4. But for him who is joined to all the living, there is hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. Now, a lot of times in the Bible, dogs are referred to as like these, these low things. Even the woman, you know, who, who come to, to ask Jesus, she said, but even the dog gets the scraps or the leftovers. And, and we see all these things. And, and hearing Solomon and all of his wisdom in Ecclesiastes is writing and he's saying, it's better to be an alive dog than a dead lion. And we think of a lion as someone who's something, a, a, a creature who is powerful, the, the, the king, 
you know. But it's better to have breath in your lungs and still be alive so you can be use, useful in the kingdom. See, I don't want to be a dead lion. I don't want to be a dead lion in this life. I want to be a, I want to be a living dog. I want, to be, I want to be someone who has breath in my lungs another day to serve the Lord. I may be small, but I'm alive. I don't have to be, I don't have to be from a king's lineage. I don't have to be someone super powerful, super mighty, with super prestige, with clout, walking around with my head up in the clouds. I don't want to be that person. I just want to be someone useful in the kingdom. There is life ahead and I have opportunities in front of me. And guess what? There is life ahead of you and you have opportunities in front of you if you could only see them. Absolutely, absolutely. And in this season of overwhelm, maybe you're, you're in that season right now. The book made this quote, and I thought it was so great. It said, a present opportunity that's plagued with problems, because that's the season some of you are in. You're in a season in your marriage, your finances, your workplace is just plagued with problems. And you're like, God, how can you even be working in the middle of this mess? But a present opportunity that is plagued with problems is better than an opportunity that has already passed past and you can't have back you're you're living in your nail right now and a present opportunity plagued with problems is better than an opportunity that you allow to pass you by and Justin preached about this Sunday and the book spoke about this and I said this is just confirmation that we're doing the right study with our people on Wednesday night but he talked Sunday morning about the children of Israel um, and that listened to the report of the ten bad spies that said that land that God said we could have that promised land there's a lot of giants over there I'm just telling you right now I don't know about that you know, I know God said it. Nevertheless, there's a lot of battles we're going to have to face. The children of Israel listened to those 10 spies with a bad report, and they missed their opportunity to enter in to what God had promised for them. They missed it. They missed it. I don't want to miss it. If you wait until it's too late, you can miss your promise, your destiny. But now is the time. Do not delay. Today is the day to serve the Lord. Today is the day to decide, I'm going to serve Him right where I'm at. Don't miss it. There will never be a better time to give your heart to God and give your best to God than right now. you got to start somewhere. Get, awaken to the prophetic destiny God has for your life today. Listen, you can't do anything about your past. Nothing. You cannot go back and relive your past and remake choices that you, you made poor decisions. And, and you look back on that and you think you're just embarrassed and you're full of shame when you look. You can't do a thing about that. But Jesus can. He can forgive you. And you know what you can do something about? Today. God has given you today. So decide today, even in, a, even in a season of overwhelm, Lord, I'm going to live for you. I'm going to look for divine appointments. I'm going to look at what you're speaking into my life. I'm not going to allow myself to be distracted by things that don't matter in, in light of eternity, God. I'm going to believe that you want to use me now, right where I'm at. That's what we're going to pray about tonight. We're, gonna, we're fixing to launch into a time of prayer. So if you guys will um, we'll just um, begin to set, set the lights for that. We're going to go into a time of prayer. And I want you to remember what we taught tonight. That now is the place. You are the person. This is the time. And think about those things in your life that may be distracting you 
from maybe at one time that was your assignment. You know, Saul had an assignment from his dad, but then God gave him an assignment. So maybe you're in a season where God is trying to move your focus from one thing to the next. Ask God, God, show me. Send me a divine appointment or tell me yourself. Give me that confirmation. Or maybe God has spoken of a purpose and a promise over you and a call over you, your family, what you're supposed to, you're supposed to start a business. There's people out here with ideas and, and for businesses and God's giving you those ideas. Just because they're outside of the church doesn't mean they don't come from Him. But you need the courage and the confidence to step out in faith and not make excuses and say, Lord, I know you've called me to this. And if you've called me to it, I am the person. This is the place and now is the time. And so you just pray, God, speak to me in this season. Take away the distractions in this season. And so we're just going to um, go into a time of worship. In a time of we hope you've been blessed by today's message. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with our most recent episodes. To find out more, visit us at forwardchurchonline.com. There you can connect with us, learn more about our ministries, and submit any prayer requests you may have. We hope you join us again soon.